this week on The Startup Life. So I think I wrote the book because so many people wanted to know like, what's a case like? Like, what are some different sessions like? And so every other chapter is a case and you get to kind of see it from start to finish of here's the symptom the person came in with, here's the underlying emotional pattern. All right, Startup Nation, so let's take flight with Christine Lane, the body whisperer. The Startup Life begins now. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Hey, Startup Nation. Do you enjoy the startup life? Now you can let the world know with gear from the show. Choose from the label yourself, make your own look, and making money t-shirts to tell your story of your path of entrepreneurship. Click the link in the show notes to purchase. All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're ready to receive some value today. We have an awesome guest in the building today. We have Christine Lang, a medical intuitive here on the show today. How's it going, Christine? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Awesome stuff. Are you ready to pour some knowledge into Startup Nation today? I am. I am. Let's do it. Let's do it. So first things first, tell us your story on your path to entrepreneurship and tell us what a medical intuitive is. Yes. 25 years ago, I wouldn't have even known what it was. I don't even know that there's such a thing existed. So very fair question. Uh, When I was in law school, I went to law school um, at University of Southern California, USC in LA. And um, my second year of law school, I developed allergies, never had allergies before. All of a sudden I'm sneezing, watery eyes, just blowing my nose constantly. And it's, that's back before the days of Zyrtec and things they have now you can take that don't make you drowsy. So my, my options at the time were take Benadryl and drink Diet Coke all day to stay awake mm-hmm. in my law school classes gotcha. or walk around with a box of tissues. And, and both options were pretty miserable. And, and so when I got out of law school, I just said, I, there's got to be a better way. And I began studying what was then called alternative medicine. And I just pursued it like another law degree, just voraciously studying everything I could get my hands on. Right. It was Chinese herbs or supplements or acupuncture, everything. And eventually made the connection between my stress levels, more stress, more allergies. And, and so I tried to meditate. I was terrible at it and started doing things like yoga and tai chi and just kind of slow down a little bit and and that helped some and then i my tai chi instructor said you should learn reiki and start working with energy so i started learning how to channel healing energy but still didn't really know what i was doing and i would say to my friends hey i'll practice giving you an energy treatment but let me come home take off my lawyer suit and sit and meditate just to change channels in my brain Okay. When I would do that, I would get this sense of what was going on in their body and why, like how their emotions were feeding into their symptoms. And I would share it with my friend and she would say, oh my gosh, that's accurate. How do you know that? And I'd say, I don't know how I know that. And the third time this happened, my friend said, who are you even talking to when you're meditating? Who's telling you these things? And I said, I don't know. Hold on. I ran back upstairs and sat in my meditation chair and I said, who am I talking to? And my spirit said, welcome home. And tears ran down my face. I'm like, what is this? And she said, this is who you came here to be. And she just started showing me like, this is what it looks like when you see somebody's kidneys start to get dehydrated. And this is what it feels like when somebody has blood pressure medication in their body. And 
she just started teaching me all the stuff I was picking up on energetically. And that was 20 years ago. And the, my friends got better. They told other people about it and a practice was born. And I, I eventually stopped practicing law and, and started doing this full time. And that's what I do now. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's that's wild because, you know, like you said, you know, you had a, a legal career. You went to a prestigious law school and you just decided to just kind of just drop it all and do this, huh? Yeah. And people say to me, like, how did how did you make that choice? I'm like, right. well, my, my parents weren't happy about it. I mean, I was still paying off my law school loans. But, right. But, you know, I looked at it as my I was a, I was good at being a lawyer. But I remember in meditation, my spirit saying, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Mm. And I was really good at being a lawyer because I was I was a hard ass. I was super aggressive. I never lost a negotiation, but I didn't always like how I came across or how I felt at the end of the day, as opposed to sitting in meditation and then giving somebody an energy treatment and explaining all the stuff I'm seeing in their body and in their life. And that was working with positive energy versus negative energy. And it, it was no contest, really. It was it felt so good. And the, the second year I had my practice, I made the same money I made my last year as a lawyer. And wow. like that was the universe going, yep, this is where you belong. So I, every medical intuitive works a little differently, but I see energy in a person's body and I hear a client's spirit. And so as soon as they start talking, their spirit starts kind of narrating and, and giving me you know the real the real story what's happening for sure for sure and so when you when you talk about you know you know you helping your friend and stuff like that i hear that uh you kind of wanted to do that with me here on the show real quick right yeah yeah i'm happy right. to do it you're, you know your your body is like an is like a, a giant whiteboard and your okay. spirit is leaving you messages there all the time of okay. how you're out of balance how you're putting limiting beliefs on yourself and we call those messages symptoms ah okay so what do you need me to do so tell me a chronic symptom you have. Okay. Uh, I think for me, uh, lower back pain. Lower back pain has been an issue for a while now. Okay. And when did it, how many years ago did it start? Uh, I want to say around like 2014, 2015, actually right around when we started the company. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so a, a person, you know, a boss can walk into an office and I, I work with a lot of like CEO types and, and C-level executives. And, and what we found is that, you know, somebody can walk into an office and scream and yell at the employees and, you know, Sally gets a headache, John gets a stomach ache and you have your lower back pain. And that's because everybody takes that stress and internalizes it according to their own sense of self, okay. their own way of relating to the world. And so low back pain has to do with feeling disempowered. It's, it's the push for power. It's the push for struggle. It's getting everything just right. And so, you know, the classic feeling of being disempowered is if a cop pulls you over, you're like, well, I'm screwed, right? <laughs> Whatever he says is what's going to go. And, and so that feeling of disempowerment, whether we feel disempowered about, about money or our career or our sex life or our relationship, when we feel out of power, you're going to see that part of the body front and back get symptomatic. So it could be IBS symptoms and bowel stuff in the front or low back pain in the back. And it's, it's, un, it's very common that that's happening at the start of a business or during financial crisis times or difficult times, like a move where you've got to organize everything to be just right. For Those sure. times we see that. So, so your spirit is telling me that you had a lot of worry about, is there something I'm missing? Is there something I'm missing? And he said that thought went through your head a hundred times a day. Oh, absolutely. That that's fairly accurate. You know, okay. ever since we started the company a few years ago, there's always, you know, definitely fluctuations in cash flow and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And then, you know, I guess that prideful man of 
uh, that I am, I guess, from time to time is like making sure the family's okay. So yeah, that, sure. that's accurate. <laughs> you well, and, and your spirit said that in addition to the normal, you know, business stuff of, that we all would go through starting a business, he said, you really have a high standard for yourself. If, if something falls through the cracks or there's something you think you should have seen, he said, you really beat yourself up about it a lot. Oh, that's accurate. Off the hook. Is that accurate? Okay. That's very accurate. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Okay. But, but because it's, I don't know what it is, but you know, like even when I was a kid, like if I were mistakenly color outside the lines, it freaks me out. So, <laughs> so, no, I, I definitely, definitely okay. get that for sure. So no, I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. You're welcome. It. You're welcome. But your spirit's saying that the reason that you get symptomatic is it's his way of saying like, you're putting this pressure on yourself that actually increases your chances of making a mistake. Mm. And so he was trying to get you to soften, soften. And he's trying to get you to kind of relax that part of your body and kind of breathe into it. Like I've got this. He's saying right now, it wasn't that you, that you should be good at never missing a piece. It's, can you, can you recover quickly? Can you be adaptable? And he says, you're very adaptable, but you don't see that in yourself. You see it as light coloring outside the lines. It's either black and white. I either did it right or I messed yeah. it up. And That's he said, if you can get more flexible and, and see See yourself through that lens of, am I good at thinking fast on my feet? Am I good at recovery and adaptability? And you are, then you can have less fear of getting it all perfect initially. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. That 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 speaks volumes because, like I said, like the whole coloring outside the lines or trying to get things mm-hmm. or and stuff like that. Yeah, that that's dominant to a T. <laughs> to a T. So yeah. I, I appreciate you sharing that for sure. So yeah. you know, I I I, I kind of came across in your book, and we'll talk about your book a little bit later. Mm-hmm. That your p- parents were entrepreneurs as well. Tell me a little bit about your upbringing. Yeah, my my parents were entrepreneurs. You know, my 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 parents got you know married really young because I decided yeah. to come into the world, and 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 so my you know my dad had like two jobs and trying to make things work, and he somebody you know got him into the idea of like, you could own your own business. And he owned an Italian deli outside of Philadelphia for a while. And you know that's a killer business. And, but he eventually got into sales and realized he was really good at sales and started a a sales rep group. And one of the the first in the country and, and they were always entrepreneurs. And when I was 15 and all my friends were getting jobs, you know, flipping burgers for, I think it was $3 and 15 cents an hour was minimum wage back then. Mm -hmm. And I was really good at riding horses. And so I just, got this idea and made up these little business cards and stuck them in people's mailbox in the area and saying, if you have a horse, I'll come train it for 15 bucks an hour. Right. And here I was this 15 year old kid and all these adults hired me to come and train their horse. And I've, other than being a lawyer for three years, I've been an entrepreneur ever since. I've always owned my own business. I've all, and my parents are very color outside of the lines kind of people. So yeah. they encouraged us. My brothers are all entrepreneurs. It's like, you know, go, you know, make your own way in the world and don't, don't, you don't have to follow the rules if you found a better way to do something. And so that's always what I've done. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. And so that, that entrepreneurial bug is, is just kind of always been there. Huh? <laughs> exactly. Gotcha. exactly. Gotcha. So, you know, Christine, let me ask you this, you know, you know, when you made that leap, you know, to become a medical intuitive, you know, what do you wish you would have known before you made that leap? I think I wish I would have known. That's a good question. I would have, wish I would have known that if you are providing a service people need, it doesn't matter what you call yourself. If it's been done before, mm-hmm. you know, if you're if you're meeting a need, it's all going to work. And, and I think if you're coming from that that kind of a, a pure motivation to be of service, 
you know, the sky's the limit. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. So, you know, I'm curious, you know, as a medical intuitive, what has your you know, relationship with the traditional medical community has been, you know, share some of those, those pleasant experiences and challenges that you kind of experienced from the traditional medical community. Yeah. I, you know, I would say they either love me or they hate me. For sure. So I, have, I have medical doctors who, you know, were suspicious of what I did. Like that mm-hmm. sounds really woo woo. And I'm like, I get it. Right. I get that it sounds airy fairy. I would be my own last resort. Like I, I get that I'm not people's first call. But if, it, if you can avoid surgery or you can stop taking Western medicines that have a lot of side effects, like why wouldn't you try it kind of thing? And so like in your case, if you were using a lot of anti-inflammatories for your lower back and a lot of muscle relaxers because it was hurting, if you could change and reframe how you look at your stress around having your own business and the back pain went away, why not spend a couple of times doing that, right? You know, a couple right. of sessions. So I have doctors who really have seen evidence of what I do and seen their patients get better and, and have called me and said, okay, what did you tell him? Because I haven't been able to get, you know, that symptom to go away. And now he's, he's seen you twice and the symptom's gone. And then they become believers and they will send people to me and say, okay, I know there's an emotional component of stress to this. I know stress makes your condition worse, but I don't know what your stress is. That's Christine's job. And they, they send them to me. And so there's a lot of doctors I work really well with now whether it's a therapist or an acupuncturist or an MD that send people to me and then I will send a report back to them. Here's the stress here that they're doing. Here's what they feel comfortable with me sharing. And a lot of times they'll start lowering their medications in response to the work that we're doing. So, you know, there's, and then there's doctors who just say, that's too weird. I don't know what it is. I don't want to know. And I, and I get it because the Western model is a little bit of a house of cards. Right. It isn't based on, on legitimate things. But there are a lot of holes in it because there's a lot of stuff we don't know. And so I'm definitely somebody who comes in and kind of knocks down some people's house of cards. So I give them wide berth if they're not interested. But more and more people are reaching out to me and saying, "Okay, can I tell you about some of my most difficult cases and see if you pick up anything on this patient? I'm like, absolutely. Got you. Gotcha. Now, how long did it, you know, for the people that did, you know, does send you patients on a regular basis, like how long did that take? Did it take like a couple of months to a couple of years? Like, what was that process like? You mean for a, for a person to get better or for a doctor to feel comfortable? Sending I guess for a doctor to feel comfortable to refer one of their patients to you. Usually they'll have one patient that they, that they feel is safe to send me because the patient is like a yoga teacher or something. They go, okay, that seems kind of in that world. So we'll send gotcha. that person. And like, I have somebody who was sent to me recently, who is a yoga teacher and her OBGYN sent her because she developed gestational diabetes, but she's just a few weeks away from delivering. They don't want to put her on insulin now. And she came and had two sessions and her blood sugar dropped. So, okay, that works. So now I have a connection with that doctor. He knows that what I do can, can help. And now it's just how comfortable he can get referring people to me. And he said, I don't even know how to explain what you do. I'm like, I get it. So, you know, it's, you know, they, they've got to feel their way along in that. And so for some of them, it's, it's after one or two patients they've sent me, or for some of them, they've got to hear about me for months before they feel comfortable. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. So you wrote a book, The Body Whisperer, Your Symptoms Tell Me Your Truth. And, you know, I was fascinated by this book because, you know, I've always been uh, curious that like the body is telling you what it needs from time to time. Like if you're yeah. thirsty, you know, you have a taste for water or uh, recently I, w- I was sick and I had like this strong taste for eggs. Right. So I'm wondering if it's like my body telling me you need protein or something along those lines. Yeah. 
Actually, so, there, there's something in the yolk part of an egg that's an okay. amino acid that can really help you recover. So so your your body was was steering you right on that one, and you're smart to listen. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. So, so I'm not going crazy. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, th- I thought I was just being weird and just trying to, you know, whatever. But no, I appreciate that. So, yeah. so let me ask you this. You know, what made you write this book, and what do you hope readers get from it? So I think I wrote the book because so many people wanted to know, like, what's a case like? Like, what are some different sessions like? And so every other chapter is a case. And you get to kind of see it from start to finish of here's the symptom the person came in with. Here's the underlying emotional pattern. And and then the other the odd chapters are what it's like to be a single mom you know, out in the dating world and raising two kids with these abilities, you know, mm-hmm. seeing energy around people, hearing stuff. And, and there's some comedy in there, you know, some funny stories about that. Right. The, the people will tell me that they've learned from, oh my gosh, I'm just like that guy in the book or, oh my gosh, I'm just like that woman. And then there's a, there's an index in the back where you can kind of look up some symptoms and see what is likely to be the emotional imbalance or stressor leading to it. And it, 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 the book was really well received and it prompted me to make some little teaching videos that are on my website for free and, and some guided meditations to help people start hearing their spirit for themselves to start figuring out what's behind some of their physical symptoms. And I'm happy to work with them, but I would love when people learn how to meditate, even if it's just brief meditation to start getting in connection with their spirit so they can kind of figure out how am I internalizing my stress and how am I putting limiting beliefs on myself that, that aren't helpful? And there's an online, that was very successful. I got a great response from those, those videos and guided meditations. So actually in January released a, an online course, and you can get to it through my website as well, that helps people learn how to hear their spirit. And, and I've had people coming back and saying, oh my God, I, I asked my spirit about this conflict with my business partner. And here's what I heard in meditation. It was brilliant. And they're so excited. So that's been really fun to watch people go through that, that online class and then come out and actually be hearing their spirit and getting messages and getting clarity on things. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. And Startup Nation, when Christine says that, you know, her book's been well received, that is not hyperbole. With, uh, with uh, 95% of reviews on Amazon giving her five stars, there's definitely some value in her book. And so also when Christine talks about her, uh, her courses that you can have online. You can go in the show notes, christinelane.org. The link is there in the show notes for easy access for you to purchase her book and also access those online courses. So I appreciate you sharing that with us, Christine. Yeah, I you know I really want people to get that material because it's it's free. There's so many freebies on the website of, of different, like there's a little 10 minute class on there that tells you like different areas of the body and what they typically represent. Like if you have a lot of shoulder pain, our shoulders are where we carry our sense of responsibility. So you're probably taking more on your shoulders than you should be right now. You know, stomach aches are about, you know, and digestive issues usually mean you're having trouble digesting some part of your life and how you can kind of break that down and start looking at that. And all that stuff is it's just great information to start relating to your body in a different way. I mean, I think we were raised to see our body as like this bio machine that's just going to break down and you got to take drugs or do things to just whip it back into shape. Right. And look at your, if you can shift that and see your body as this, this answering machine where your spirit's leaving you messages of like, Mm. Oh, you know, this would be better. Oh, you know, this could make you happier. And then you start working in partnership with your body and, and just even sometimes closing your eyes and dropping into your body and just like, okay, what are you trying to tell me with this shoulder pain? 
people are amazed how often they're like, oh my God, I like heard this sentence or heard this phrase, or I just had this knowing this was about the argument I had with my brother yesterday. And they did, they're just shocked that the information is right there. Got you. Got you. Thank you for sharing that. And I think Startup Nation as entrepreneurs is very much important when we talk about, you know, you, you have to take care of yourself to take care of the business. I yeah. think Christine talks about definitely goes into that philosophy. So I hope you're catching all of this Startup Nation for sure. So, Christine, you know, in the book, you tell the story about uh, a young lady at the grocery store, her headache. Can you share that story with us a little bit? Well, so um, remember when I said that sometimes you can have one kind of stressor that people internalize differently. Another way that people can go into a feeling of disempowerment is they'll get symptomatic by getting a headache. And so when I was, you know, at the grocery store and I was new with my ability, so I was, I didn't kind of have my blinders on. So I was picking up stuff on everybody all the time and I don't anymore. It's a bit overwhelming, Uh, (laughs) but I, I was at the checkout line in the grocery store and I could see this band of red energy around the checkout girl's head. And I said, do you have a headache by chance? And she said, yes. And I said, do you feel like, have you felt really disempowered in the last like hour or so? She said, yes, I got a speeding ticket. I didn't deserve it. She started going on and on. And so I just said, let me just stand here and just kind of use my energy to balance your, your chakras and kind of stabilize you a little bit. And I, I guess her headache went away because then every time I went in the grocery store, she'd be like, my aisle's open, my aisle's open, trying to get me to go. <laughs> and then she'd ask me questions like, if I tell you my boyfriend's name, what kind of hit do you get on him? And what do you get about this? And so I was like, oh, gosh, I have to stop like volunteering this stuff out. out in right. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, Let me ask you this, because also in that same story, you know, you you talked about her, you know, asking you other questions. Right. And so I was curious about, you know, how often do people kind of overinflate your abilities? Because you said she talked about, like, you know, who's going to be the homecoming queen at her school (laughs) bottle numbers. How often does that happen? Well, you know, less and less as people know me because more okay. and more people find me now because they they've heard me on a on a radio show or they've they've seen me at a public event speaking and they kind of have a sense of what I do. So it's gotcha. getting it's getting a little more out there, kind of the, the parameters. And I always say like you're an intuitive is different than a psychic. Psychics are usually about the future and here's what's gonna happen in the future. And an intuitive is about what's happening right now and how did you get here. So I always say picture that when you come in for a session. It's like your spirit is sitting next to you speaking French and I'm just translating. And so people start off coming to me for physical symptoms frequently, but they stay for 15, 16, 17 years. I've had clients for for 18 years. They stay because they know that I can get them information about their daily stressors, most specifically relationships. I mean, where we live is in our relationships. And so, you know, whether, you know, I had a uh, CEO who runs an international port the other day. And, and she said, okay, we're, we're up for bid for this really big contract. We're going to have this meeting. Can you ask my spirit if there's anything I should know? And her spirit said, yeah, there's four guys coming to that meeting. The guy, the guy named blah, 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 uh, is right. the guy you really need to focus on. And here's the phrase he's waiting to hear. And she got the contract and she's like, okay, that's the best $200 I ever spent. Like that, she's <laughs> having her spirit tell her that. So she's like every week client, right? I got to come in. And she just, gets her spirits help in running the company. And, and so there's, you know, there really isn't a limit other than a, you don't get a lot of future stuff. I'm not going to tell you how many kids you're going to have and that sort of thing. Cause I don't right. kind of like give you the roadmap of your whole life. But when people say, you know, how do I manage this, this employee or why are the, why is the finance department not working well with marketing department? Your spirit can give you this kind of bird's eye view of what's happening. And so 
you know, yes, I do with a lot with physical symptoms, but we end up covering everything because your, your spirit's right there with you and has this great perspective. So I'm happy to ask people spirit, any question they have, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. So, you know, in the book, you talk about, you know, studying alternative medicines, Eastern medical philosophy, things of that nature. So I want to get your take on something, you know, mm-hmm. When we talk about people who study Western medicine and you was talking about earlier how like it's kind of a house of cards almost, what is one of those one things that people who practice Western medicine get wrong about Eastern medicine? Hmm. Well, I would say if we, t- if we change that, that question a little to what do people who study Western traditional medicine get wrong about holistic medicine? Okay. Eastern, I would say one of the things they, that they get wrong is that the holistic is negative towards Western medicine. And I always say Western medicine can't be beat for diagnostics. I mean, I am not a giant MRI machine or CAT scan. If we want to know what's happening, you know, with your brain or your heart, you know, we want to go check that out. Right. But where I think there's, there's the hole there is that Western medicine, the, the medicines can be great and life-saving, but for long-term management of chronic conditions, a lot mm. of times the, the side effects are rough. And then you've got to take another med for the side effect of that med. And so that's where I think there's a real opportunity for holistic medicine to come in and say, okay, what if we, what if we handle the emotional component of the physical stressors and stuff too, to just, so there's a physiology component, absolutely. And, but there's also this emotional component that might drive 5% of your symptom or 95% of your symptom. And until you, until you delve into that, you don't know, you know, people will come to me, some women will come to me and say, okay, I want to deal with some thyroid issues. And I'm like, okay, my, my promise to you is not like, oh, I'll get you off all your thyroid medication, but we'll, we'll, we'll get you working on it. And then understanding how much of that is emotion-based. And usually you'll end up lowering your dosage Sometimes you go off, but that's not the goal. It's just handle all the parts of it that you can handle. And I don't think that Western medicine always gets that that's what's happening. I'm not anti-Western medicine. I'm not trying to steal patients from doctors and swing them over to my way of thinking where Western medicine is bad. And there are alternative healers out there, I'm sure, who are like that. But I really want to work truly integrative, right? I want to integrate what I know, what they know. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. How do you like being on the startup life so far, Christine? It's fun. Awesome. <laughs> it's All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're getting great value from Christine's content, but we got to pay a few bills. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson. This is the Startup Life Podcast, and it is powered by the Binge Podcast Network. Hey, business owner, the startup life reach is growing. Wouldn't you like your business to grow with it? Reach out to us to advertise on the startup life. You can reach us at 901 
857-4818 or you can email me at dominic at askalsolutions.com i mean don't get me wrong like this is a great music to have break on but wouldn't this break sound a lot better with the same music but your business being advertised on it need more content from the startup life you say you can now sign up for the startup life all access pass on the binge podcast network's patreon page there is exclusive content written by yours truly video content where I share even more of my business philosophies and whatever crazy content I can think of out of that crazy head of mine. And at only $5 a month, yeah, $5 a month, this is more content for you, Startup Nation, to really get ahead of your competition. So instead of upsizing that meal at your favorite fast food joint, you can now invest in yourself on your path to entrepreneurship. Click the link in the show notes to sign up. All right, Startup Nation, so let's continue. So Christine, Tell us about some of the value your clients receive when they have the private sessions that you give, like those one-on-ones. Yeah. And I, no, I, like I said, I think people usually come in for a physical symptom. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I had a, a client the other day, she came in because she's had recurring kidney stones. There's really not a whole lot Western medicine can do for that. I mean, if they're really bad, they can, you know, try to treat them, but she, she right. knows they keep recurring and, and her spirit told her it's repressed anger at, at your, your husband and how you have to handle his spillover of his stress wow. work. And she's like, Oh my gosh, that's so true. <laughs> and she said, I don't, I don't talk about how I'm angry because my anger is not as big as his. And I'm like, yeah, but you're, you're that absorption. You're trying to be the cheerleader to him all the time. And when you're trying to manage somebody else's emotions, whether it's a spouse, a kid or a difficult, difficult person at work, Mm-hmm. That really takes its toll on you. And I think entrepreneurs in particular, and she owns her own business and so does her husband. Um, I think entrepreneurs in particular are, are so busy with output, you know, what they're, what they're putting out in the world. They're not always very good at tracking their energy, meaning how much goes out versus how much they're getting back in. Oh, those are big facts. Those yeah. are big facts. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Definitely agree with that. Yeah. Her spirit was, you know, talk to her about how, she needs to hand some of that emotional stuff back to him and say, okay, that's a, that's a disproportionate reaction to what we're dealing with here at work. And so you need to go figure out why you're having that reaction and then come back to me instead of her, like trying to break it down for him, explain it, why he feels the way he does and kind of feed it back to his truth, back to him in these baby bird bites. And then she's getting exhausted and it's taking her away from her, the part of the role in the company she's supposed to play. So that piece of it of, of her just seeing, oh, wow, it, it really is costing me more than I realized to keep right. him level, you know? And, and right. so that's, that's the kind of thing that people do in a session. And I have people record the sessions and I do a lot of sessions with pe- clients all over the country and, and in other countries. And so, you know, we do meet via zoom so I can, you know, see them and see their energy. And I have them just recorded on their phone and people say, God, I, I listened to that session three times not until the third time that I hear what you said after this sentence, because my mm. brain just shut down when my spirit said that. So I'm like, that can't be true. That can't be true. <laughs> and so you go into that, that freeze frame mode. So it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like backing up a dump truck and dumping information on people sometimes when their spirit just says, here's what's really going on. And it can take some time to absorb that. And then once people absorb it and digest it and implement those changes, then they come back for another session, whether they come, you know, once every two or three weeks or once a year, it doesn't matter to me. I'm, I want to be a tool in your toolbox that helps you understand how you can, you know, operate at your peak performance. 
I hear that. And Startup Nation, once again, if you want Christine to be a tool in your toolbox, make sure you go to christinelane.org and make sure you book a session or uh, schedule an appointment with her to make way she can really help propel your path of entrepreneurship even more. So I appreciate that. So now I see that you also have classes and workshops as well. Tell us a little bit about those. Yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoy teaching people. Like I said, I, I love to put myself out of business because everybody's hearing their spirit so clearly they don't even need me. I, you know, I really like empowering people. I mean, that's what you're doing in your podcast, right? You're empowering people to to live the fullest, biggest version of themselves they can be. At least I try and, to. <laughs> yeah, you are. Absolutely. And that's that's what I like doing too. And so my my classes are, you know, there's a one-day workshop. There's some intermediate classes where it's about teaching you how to work with healing energy, but also how to start hearing your spirit. And and the online class came about because people, you know, I have clients in Australia and England and Germany. And they're like, we cannot get there for a one-day workshop. So so that's why I put it on, a, on an online class as well. But but to me, it's about learning how to interpret messages your spirit gives you. I mean, we've all had times where we, you know, after the fact, go, oh, I knew I shouldn't have done that, right? Whether it's, I knew I shouldn't have gone to that restaurant or I knew I shouldn't have hired that guy, right? We all mm-hmm. have those like moments of, you know, looking back and saying, oh, I had that feeling and I didn't listen to my gut. And, and so those, you know, intuitive nudges that we all get, think of it like a volume knob. You can turn that volume up. And so you're hearing those intuitive hits that your spirit is giving you. You're, you're just making them a little louder so that you get it more. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. And so I also see that you give company lectures as well. So when companies reach out to you, what's the number one thing they want you to kind of discuss with their with their team? Uh, well, whether they phrase it this way or not, <laughs> what they're really wanting is helping them communicate with each other more effectively. Really, we're talking about corporate culture. Right. You have a corporate culture where people enjoy coming to work because that is where they thrive. They, they will bend over backwards for you and they, they will be motivated to make your bottom line their bottom line, right? And, and mm-hmm. so that's what we're, you know, I've been brought, I was brought into a toy company in Los Angeles because the marketing department refused to work with the sales department. They just like wouldn't even speak to each other, which obviously wow. is not going to work. Yeah. Right. And, and they had like the number one toy out the year before. So like, this is, this cannot go on. And so I, you know, got the heads of the departments and to sit down in a room together. And, and the misunderstanding was really simple. Once their spirits got involved and said, she's actually mad about this. He's actually mad about that. Don't, don't listen to what they're saying. Here's what's really going on. And they were like, Oh my God, that is it. <laughs> and so we worked it out in a day, you know? And so those kinds of things I've gone in to lecture in, you know, private schools and colleges to groups of people who are threatening to go on strike or who it's, it's about how we listen and how we listen with our own agenda and, mm. and really cleaning that stuff up so that the, the culture of the place feels safe. And, and when you have an emotionally safe place to work, you get such creativity and performance out of people. For sure. For sure. Thank you for sharing that. So yeah. Christine, I want to ask you something really quickly. You know, I, I guess I'm just kind of curious, you know, because you're kind of like in the, the healthcare space, if you will. So I guess sure. I'm curious, what's your, you know, your take on the state of healthcare, and also where do you see your place in it as a medical intuitive? Oh, yeah. The state of healthcare is not a good one. Um, <laughs> I would say okay. you know, so much of so much of Western medicine and, and our current healthcare system is on treating what's already happened. And there's mm. very little money, focus, education spent on prevention. 
Gotcha. And I think that's where the holistic community is stepping in and serving people. Hey, what right. if you make these changes to your diet? Hey, what if you start using this to help you sleep better? And they're filling in the holes for people that, that Western medicine isn't filling because people don't necessarily go to their doctor just because they had a bad night's sleep three nights in a row, right? So, right. so I think that the, the holistic community can kind of come in and fill in those holes. And, and I do think we're headed for a merger of the two where instead of our old model where people go to the doctor and he's the expert and you do whatever he or she says, the newer model is you're the quarterback for your own healthcare mm. and you'll pull in the experts you need. And if you need, you know, a surgeon to operate on your knee, great. Or if you need an acupuncturist to improve your circulation, then you're going to do that. And you, that, that puts the onerous on each person to do a little bit of research to find Absolutely. out what things work for you, where are the holes in your current medical care and what parts of you physically and mentally and emotionally need a tune-up and where's the best place to go get it. Right. I actually do uh, uh, agree with you, Christine, because, you know, a, a lot of people as more generations come on and, you know, start taking more responsibility for their health care. Like we do uh, seem to kind of, you know, gravitate towards kind of not necessarily customizing, but, but taking more ownership to yeah. how we get our medical care and stuff like that. So I appreciate you sharing that. So, yeah. and I'm glad you brought up, you know, you're kind of like in the preventative healthcare space, you know, with holistic medicine and stuff like that. Uh, is, is there a day where you see, or if you have already started, uh, where like uh, health insurance starts to pay for the services that you provide? Well, I think, it, you know, I'm probably, I'm probably going to be the last thing they, they cover because there's right. not, there's so few people who do what I do gotcha. that there's not a standardization process. So for Western medicine to cover it like acupuncture or right. physical therapy, there's usually, and there probably should be, you know, a standardization process. So you know, okay, how good is this person? Where were they trained? People who do what I do, we are trained by the universe, like by my spirit, by right. you know your spirit when he comes in and says, here, move this part of his lower back right here using energy. Right. So, so there's, it's, the proof is always in the pudding, right? You have to come and have an, and I always say to people, you know, have a session. If you don't feel any shift, I'm not going to charge you. And I've never had anybody ask for the money back. Like there's, you, you need to be able to prove what you do, but, but for that insurance to cover that is I'm a long way out on that. But I yes. think what is happening is that people are starting to recognize that by the time you get symptomatic, You've been, you've been out of bounds for a while. So maybe we should get on that earlier. So people are starting to get more sensitized to when something is quote off. Gotcha. And so now I had, you know, I, I had a, um, a principal at one of the big eight accounting firms who contacted me recently and say, he just said, I just know my energy's off. I, I had all the, what, you know, and I said, I want to know you went to your doctor and your heart's fine. And you, know, you had your basic checkup. And he's like, yeah, I had everything run. Everything comes up as normal, but I know something's off. And sure enough, he, he was, you know, not dealing with stress in a certain division, kind of, I think, putting his head in the sand a little bit on that because he had no idea how to, how to deal with it. So he just wasn't. And so it was just slowly like raising his blood pressure, draining his energy. And he was sensitive enough to say, something's off. I got to go to somebody that can just kind of help me even figure out where to start. And his spirit really steered him into here's how to deal with it. So you can start taking those steps. And I, I had a session with him uh, yesterday via zoom he's in Washington DC. And he said, Oh my God, my energy levels are back. Like, I feel like I can handle this. I have a roadmap of how to do it. And my energy levels are back and my blood pressure's down. Wow. And so he, you know, that was just great validation for him that, that he wasn't going crazy when he felt like something's off, something's off. And then he, after he checked it out, 
you know, physically and everything checked out, he realized, okay, then this is mental and emotional. And this is the person I call for that. So I think we're starting to see more and more of that where people are recognizing there's the physical side of what's happening, but there's mental and emotional and they really impact the physical. So it is time to look at all three. For sure. For sure. Thank you for sharing that. Christine, let's take on the haters a little bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's take them on. So for those, you know, what do you say to those who people say, uh, this is this is fake, this is woo-woo, this is snake oil salesman yeah. type stuff. What do you say to those people, Christine? So the first thing that I say is I'm fine with you not believing because do you know what happens to people who don't believe in gravity? They stick mm. to the earth anyway, right? <laughs> what you, what you, whether you believe or don't believe, it doesn't impact energy at all. It just, if something is a universal truth, it just is. And so believe whatever makes you comfortable. But what I would say is, is what you believe make you comfortable or does it make you feel kind of alone and isolated and angry or upset or anxious? Pay attention to that and step towards something that makes you feel empowered. And if that's not me, I'm okay with that. Absolutely fine with that. But, but that's, that's my approach to it. And, and I've turned around like a colonel in the army who sat next to me on an airplane once and he was like, mm. that's poppycock. I don't believe in that. I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> By the end of it, he's, he says, well, like, what would you say, like somebody like me? And I said, well, like, I can see all that red energy around your knee. It looks pretty, I'm going to guess it's pretty inflamed. He's like, how do you know that? Right. And by the time we got off the plane, he's like, can I have your card? Right. So, got you. So, you know, when you don't, when you've been doing it as many years as I've been doing it, there's, you know, there's such a body of work that I've done that speaks right. to myself that I have that kind of comfort level and calm certainty about it that I think people feel. And then that lets them kind of lean in and go, well, what is there? Um, so that's my approach. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. So Christine, tell me about your, your, your two sons and how they supported you in this endeavor. Well, I mean, they, you know, they went, they were teenage boys, you know, for a while who said, mom, don't tell anybody what you do. Gotcha. And especially my younger one is the athlete. He's like, mom, all the guys on the basketball team are not going to think this is cool. And I'm like, okay, I won't say, I'll just say I teach meditation. He's like, okay, okay. And then one of his friends came over and, and I, I have an office in the city. And then I also have a treatment room in my house. And one of his friends saw the, the, the massage table set up in the treatment room. He's like, what is that for? And I said, well, people get up there and I give them energy. And he said, can I have energy? And I said, okay. So I gave him some energy and he could feel it. And he said, oh my gosh, my stomach feels better. And he's like, Justin, why didn't you tell everybody your mom does this? This is so cool. And all of a sudden he went from like hiding me to like, you know, I was the thing that they used to pick up girls, right? And I'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> all Got the girls you. are like, oh my God, your mom does this so cool. And <laughs> so, wow. but, but you know, they used to joke around that, they would get in the car and their phone would ding as they get a text. And I could feel if it was a guy or a girl and I could feel different things. I'm like, Joe, you should look at your phone. Like, that feels like a girl who's really interested in you. He's like, mom, come on. I want some privacy. <laughs> so we all had to learn boundaries and I had to keep gotcha. my out of that stuff. Um, so it definitely made it, it made it fun. And they definitely have a sense of the energy that's out there and how it affects them. So they can now say they're, you know, college roommates, like, okay, guys, the energy in this, in our place feels terrible. Like what's going on? Everybody spill it. So mm. they, they do their own kind of energetic hygiene, if you will, on a, you know, on a very minute dose of what I do, but, but they have an awareness that's really nice for them. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. So and you're based in Charlotte, correct? 
Right. I'm based in Charlotte, North Carolina, and um, I was in Los Angeles area for a while. So I, you know, I go back there sometimes and do lectures and things as well. Okay. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Christine, I believe all entrepreneurs have a superpower. What's yours and why? Well, I guess my superpower would have to be hearing other people's spirits. Okay. And and it's a superpower because it helps people connect to their deepest truth. I would say the thing that like you experienced when we were talking about your back, the thing that For people sure. say most often is, oh yeah, I already knew that. I just, I couldn't quite articulate it maybe, but that really resonates. That's absolutely my truth. And we all feel a little stronger and more empowered when we're plugged into our truth. That's so true. That's so true. I, I, like I said, you know, you know, because when you when you were talking about my back and stuff like that, it brought up, you know, some of the same stuff my wife says about like, you know, I, I sometimes find it hard to pivot from time to time or mm-hmm. outside the lines and stuff like yep. that. So, no, you're you're absolutely right. I appreciate you sharing that for sure. Sure. Absolutely. And so, you know, before we get into the last question, I just want to say, Christine, thank you so much for coming on the show. You provided tremendous value uh, to not just me, but also all of Startup Nation. And I really think uh, they can get value from your service and what you do. And once again, Startup Nation, you can go to christinelang.org. The link is there in the show notes for easy access. If you want to uh, take that online course or buy Christine's book or book a private session for yourself to really get her to really, you know, help you on your path to entrepreneurship and talk to your spirit about, you know, what may be ailing you as you build your business and your company and stuff like that. So uh, back to you, Christine, I'm going to give the microphone to you. There's an entrepreneur out there who's, who's afraid to get started or there's an entrepreneur out there that feels stuck in their business. Give them a little word of motivation today to help them keep going. Okay. I would say the answers are within you and all you need is help to plug into those. So I don't want to tell someone their truth and say, well, you should sell this part of your company and do this. I don't want to tell your truth. I want to help you hear your spirit, lay some things out before you like cards on a coffee table and you pick one up and go, this is it. This is my next move. This feels like my truth. And that's to me a joy to help people feel that connected to their own truth and to feel empowered and certain about the next steps to take. Um, and, And everybody can access that. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. And that's going to wrap up this session of the start of life. Did you enjoy being on the show, Christine? I did. It was a lot of fun. Good questions. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. All right, Startup Nation. So here's my final take. Look, Startup Nation, on your path to entrepreneurship, some of you are going to engage in industries that people don't quite understand. They're going to say, oh, it's it's hocus pocusy or it's, it's you know, snake oil or whatever the case may be. But Startup Nation, Christine brings up very valid points in a point where, look, you know what you do brings value to the marketplace and just focus on that. And that's all that really matters, okay? So don't let that deter you in your industry, in your business, and on your path to entrepreneurship. Christine also highlights a very important point, Startup Nation, that look, You can't take care of the business if you don't take care of yourself. So listen to your body. Listen to those those inklings. If you feel like you feel a little thirsty and and you need water, maybe your body is saying you need water. Or you got the taste for a banana. Maybe your body has needs that potassium from the banana. The point is, listening to your body is taking care of yourself and taking care of yourself is taking care of the business. And Christine highlights this in more ways than one. If you want to let us know what you think about the show, have an idea for a show topic, or like to advertise on our show, please send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. 
The link is here in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as can be now be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or whatever your favorite platform to get your podcast on. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. Also, don't forget to sign up for the Startup Life All Access Pass to get exclusive content. This is exclusively on the Binge Podcast Network's Patreon page. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the Startup Life. Startup Nation, you're still here, huh? I bet you think it's kind of like those Marvel movies, huh? Where you get the content at the end if you wait to the longest. Well, we're not Marvel, but we definitely have great value. So check it out. I write blog posts to answer questions that people have asked me. You know, not just once, but if I get a question six times, that's proving to me that there is a, you know, a desire (laughs) to be educated on that point. And I'll write my next blog post on that point. So I'm... What I'm trying to do is answer the questions that people, real people out in the world actually have. And, and that has been very effective. That is Mark Roderick, fintech and crowdfunding attorney. So subscribe to the Startup Life podcast on all of your major platforms. So that way, when Mark's episode is uploaded, it'll be right there waiting for you. But until then, Startup Nation, get out of here. You got a company to grow.